It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team. <laughs> Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. Stay tuned, because it's on now. The Tom Sumner Program. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is a former school librarian and author of several books, including a new one called The Throwback List. Her name is Lily Anderson. She joins me by phone. Hi, Lily. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um. I was reading uh, something about this uh, this book, and it's um, there's a new category of fiction called new adult. Is that a thing? <laughs> well, it's a thing now. We're making it a thing. <laughs> uh, new adult is the category between young adult and adult. Sometimes we call it crossover fiction because it can be read by teens who are looking ahead at life post-high school and post-college or by adults who want to look back but don't want to go as far as high school. You know, it's people in their mid to late 20s figuring out who they're going to be when they grow up before they have their careers (laughs) or their own families solidified. They're 20-something books. (laughs) Yes. They are. And, you know, TV and movies have been doing this forever. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and and it's um, and and this is interesting because this story revolves around um, the character Joe Freeman, a twenty-something, who is well on her way to a successful career when it gets interrupted by an unexpected firing. Yeah, Joe has her whole life planned out. You know, she's got her checklist of exactly what she's going to do and how she's going to be an executive by the time she's 30. And then the company she works for in Silicon Valley, which is sort of like, sort of like a Fitbit, um, they get acquired by a bigger company and she is not part of the merger. She doesn't survive the transition. No job. 
Exactly. So she has no prospects and has no choice but to move back in with her parents. In Oregon, in a small town in Oregon, what does the Goonies house have to do with this? Um, I think the Goonie House is one of the only things people know about the coast of Oregon. Uh, it's up there in Astoria, and so I set this book. The throwback list takes place in a fictional town called Sandy Point, which is on the road that leads to the Goonies House, but isn't actually that town. So people always stop there as like a bathroom break on their way to see the Goonies House. <laughs> <laughs> Do a lot of people go to see the Goonies House? They do. It really is. That's a big tourist destination, at least for, you know, people of a certain age who grew up with the Goonies. They want to go up to Astoria and see that house and see the cove where the pirate ship was. Oh, that's funny. So the throwback list is actually um, kind of a twist on on the bucket list. It's uh, Joe Freeman moves back to uh, Oregon, to Sandy Point, and and moves in with her parents. And in her childhood bedroom, finds a list she made of things she wanted to do or or accomplish or something. Yeah, she finds a list that's all fun things to do around town that she and her high school best friend, Autumn, had thought up their senior year as what would be their last hurrah before college. And then they both got too busy focusing on going off to college to accomplish anything on the list. And so Joe, looking at it, thinks, oh, I'll just, you know, check off what I've done since I've been gone and realizes that she hasn't done a single thing on the list. (laughs) She still hasn't had any fun in the 10 years since she's been away from home. And you mentioned um, you mentioned her friend. Um, oh shoot! And the name just jumped right out of my head. Um, but her her <laughs> former Autumn. Be- Autumn, right? That was her um, childhood best friend. But she makes a new friend, Bianca. She does her. Yeah, her next-door neighbor is Bianca Boria Brody, and they grew up next door to each other and lived next door to each other most of their lives and never got close. But in the time that Joe had been away in California, uh, her old best friend Autumn and her next-door neighbor Bianca had developed this friendship where now they are best friends. And so in wanting to reconnect with Autumn, Bianca is sort of part of the package deal. And neither Joe nor Bianca are really sure whether or not they want to be friends with each other, but Autumn definitely wants them to be friends with each other. And now that's, um, why have that particular triangle? What what was your motivation for, um, you know, not just, getting the old band back together. You know, and this is my first book for adults. You know, it's new adult, but it's still more grown up than what I normally do. And so I really wanted to focus on how you make friends as an adult. 
you know, it's easier to make friends in high school and college because you can just talk to whoever you're in class with. But as an adult, you have to really go out of your way to try to make new friends. And so that difference between reconnecting with someone where it's easy because there's nothing else you can talk about the good times you used to have and making a new friend where you have no shared history and maybe some past animosity even, having to overcome that to develop a new friendship, I thought was really an interesting thing to examine in this, in this story. Now, with, the, with these three characters, these three friends, um, what, how do you come up with a, a group like that of characters with their backstories and where they've intertwined in the past and all that? How much of that is based on your own relationships with friends from the past, or how much are these amalgams of people you know? You know, I think every every character starts with a little bit of me, and then as they build out, I sort of consider them more archetypes than actual people I know. And so, you know, we've all known the fun one and the go-getter and the stick in the mud. Um, and so there is a little bit of people that I've known. There's a little bit of people I've been <laughs> in each character and how they start to relate to each other really is how their backgrounds unfold to me in seeing how Joe's, you know, Joe goes home and her parents are still married. Her childhood home is still there. And that sort of made the decision for me. I always ask writers about this because I'm fascinated by the, um, the creative process. When you write a book like this, uh, and and again, the the name of the book is the throwback list. But when you write a book like this, which comes first, the story, and then you cast characters into it, or do you have an idea for characters and then figure out what kind of antics they're likely to get into? Um, I think for me, every book is different. Some books they start with the plot. Some books they start with characters. This book they definitely started with the plot. And then the characters changed what I thought was going to happen. In creating the characters, they became strong enough personalities in their own right that what I thought, oh, you know, so-and-so will get together with so-and-so and, you know, this will happen and maybe these people will, will have a falling out. You know, they really surprised me along the way <laughs> with what they wanted their story to be. Did you experience a had-to-move-home-with-your-parents uh, temporarily at some point in your life, or was this just um, something you created for the plot of this book? Um, there were probably multiple points where I should have moved home with my parents. Um, my dad sold my childhood home, I guess, two weeks after I went to college, and so... I never had a, a place to go back to, and I've always been really jealous of people who did. I've had friends who, after you know, after a job loss or a breakup, 
they go back to their childhood home and they have a place to stay and recover. And I always thought, oh, that must be so nice. And I'm always <laughs> jealous of that. And so I decided to write a book about someone who has that chance and doesn't want it. <laughs> to try to talk myself out of it. <laughs> the, um, are are you a very disciplined writer? Do you outline and uh, you know sit at the at the keyboard every day at a certain time and plan on getting so much accomplished? I'm definitely an outliner. I I need to know at least where the story could go. It might change, and this one certainly did. Even after I finished writing it the first time, I read it over and it just wasn't right. It wasn't, it wasn't fun enough. I wanted it to be kind of like a fun escape for readers. And so I ended up rewriting most of it. Um, and I will write, sit and write every day where I write changes depending on my mood. Sometimes I want to write, you know, at the computer sitting upright, you know, like at a desk. Uh, and sometimes I have to just take it to the library or a Starbucks and, sit among people talking <laughs> right there just so that I have some accountability. When people are watching you, you have to keep typing. And how much of a role does uh, Joe Freeman's teenage sister have in this story? Oh, Joe's sister is a lot of fun to write because, you know, I come from YA. So I'm used to having the teenage perspective be the main perspective. And so I loved having Joe's sister sort of pop in and out to give the YA perspective on an adult book, you know, like, oh, I don't know why you're so serious and you're always worried about, you know, your <laughs> credit card debt. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking like that to mom and dad. I would never. Um, and so it was a fun way to have my adult characters look at someone who was still a teenager and go, oh, my gosh, were we ever like that? Did we ever think like this? And yeah, of course they did. We all did. <laughs> was it important to you to um, inject diversity into the story and the characters? Oh, certainly. That's you know that's really important to me in all of my in all of my books. Um, I come from a mixed race background. Um, my mother is black and Puerto Rican, and my father is white. And even as a lifelong reader, I'm still always looking for books about people like me who have, who maybe, you know, have more than one checkbox to fill in. <laughs> and also people who are from different socioeconomic backgrounds. You know, not everyone is middle class. Not everyone, is, you know, has leisure time or uh, even the family structure. Not everyone comes from a two-parent household. You know, Bianca is raised by a single mother and her grandparents, and then in turn becomes the caregiver for her grandmother. And that's something that I see a lot in families of color where, you know, you might be 25, but suddenly you're, you know, the adult that's around because no one else can take time off of work to take care of an elder in the family. And so, yeah, that was always very important for me to represent. More with author Lily Anderson. The Tom Sumner Program.com 
everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place 
with magical charms indoors 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 take it away hi this is deb cherry genesee county treasurer and you're listening to the tom sumner radio show more with author Lily Anderson straight ahead. Do the uh, do the girls the uh, the women do they is is there a quest in this book the way there might be in a young adult story? You know the the throwback list itself is is their quest. They were they want to get through all of the items there. But they're also trying to figure out how they fit in with their families and with their community, with their hometown at large, now that they're adults. You know, the way we relate to our surroundings as teenagers is very different than when we are adults who have more power to and are more capable of change. Um, and so they're really each in their own way trying to figure out who am I going to be here now versus who they were when they were younger. Yeah, I guess what I was was getting at is um, how much of this is is about the the list and and that quest, and how much of it is character study. You know, I it's pretty equally it's pretty equal fifty fifty. Every chapter is its own list item. You know, there there's something that they're working towards, and sometimes the list item is the most important thing that's happening. You know, when they're having a glitter fight, then you're pretty focused on throwing glitter at each other. Um, but you know, say the the dinner party that is on the list that becomes much more about building the friendships and, you know, communicating with one another as adults, getting to know each other and who they are now. And the list becomes a way to facilitate that. When you're writing, um, especially a book like this that has uh, multiple characters that are interacting, even though this is Joe Freeman's story, um, her friends play very important roles in it. Um, do you fall in and out of preference for the different characters? Oh, certainly. You know, especially this book, each chapter is narrated by one of the three girls. They each get their own point of view. And I think anytime I'm writing, if I'm writing a Joe chapter, Joe is my favorite character. If I'm writing an Autumn chapter, Autumn is my favorite character. It's just about whose eyes I'm looking through. <laughs> um, and so now that the book is finished, I can step back and, you know, still see what I loved about writing each of them. But without a doubt, Autumn is the most fun of the three. <laughs> as as you get caught up in the writing, and, and sometimes writing can be very strenuous, very difficult. Sometimes it could be very easy where it seems like the story is almost writing itself. But does, but with regard to the characters, do you feel like you're directing them or do they ever take over and direct you? I do my best to direct them and sometimes it just won't work. I will find myself writing a scene the way that I envision it and 
rereading it and go, oh, this doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It's just not flowing. And that's where I think, oh, the characters really want to take this to a, to a different place. They want to go in another direction. And then to me, that's often what writer's block is, is me trying to force the book in a very particular place. Like, no, this has to happen. And the characters just think, saying, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's <laughs> what we would do here. Um, and so letting, letting them make the decisions usually makes it easier to write. That keeps it flowing. With, with these characters, is, is, there, um, is there a resolution in the throwback list? Um, or is this possibly the beginning of a series? There's certainly a resolution to it. Um, I I would very much be open to writing another story if the demand is there, um, because they certainly have more growing to do. You know, 26 is not the end of the world. Um, but there is resolution at the end of the book. You know, each girl does come to resolve the plot issues that they're stuck with at the beginning. They they figure out what they need to for in this moment in time. But I just wonder if, uh, if, if the three girls, if, if they get through the, the throwback list and they get to the end and they've done all the stuff, if there's a moment where the, where it almost seems like, but wait, there's more. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but there's, there is definitely, there's one item on the list that does not get resolved. And I left that there as a sort of, you know, maybe it's another book, or maybe it's just the reader's imagining of what happens next, but you know that they aren't finished having fun together, you know that they will still look ahead and remember what the list brought them and how it brought them together, and to not forget to prioritize having fun and engaging in some silliness, even as, you know, as adults that become so passe. Well, I'm, um, I'm fascinated by this idea of, of Joe going back home and then this whole different dynamic. I mean, her life changes completely. Um, from what she thought it was going to be is she and and I don't want to give away any spoiler alerts or anything lily but <laughs> does she is is she pretty well able to reinvent herself yeah i think that by the end of the book joe has reinvented herself but also found the parts of herself that she didn't leave behind, you know, she doesn't end up, she doesn't move back to Silicon Valley. I'll say that. She doesn't, you know, go through the throwback list and say, okay, well, you know, back to my original plan. She creates a new idea of what success is going to look like for her. And I hope that that inspires readers to also to do the same, to, understand that, you know, what your original plan was doesn't have to be the, the thing that you stick to forever. Well, and just like getting through the throwback list, 
you know, we don't always finish everything we start. Exactly. And sometimes that's that's a gift in itself, just to still have things to look forward to. Well, this is this is a lot of fun, and the characters are incredibly interesting, and we're just scratching the surface. But what's next for you, Lily? Are you in the middle of another book? Um, oh, always. Uh, <laughs> my next my next book will be out April fifth. Um, I'm going back to young adult. I have a book called Scouts Honor that is about Girl Scouts that fight interdimensional monsters with swords. Oh, cool. They don't throw cookies at them. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like fun. Um, we're, we're just about at the end of our time, but Lily, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Um, do you have a website? I sure do. You can find me online at Ms. Lily Anderson. That's M-S-L-I-L-Y-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.com. That's also my Twitter and Instagram handle. Well, Lily, thanks so much for spending this time with me this morning, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. That was uh, author Lily Anderson. The new book is uh, called The Throwback List. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Fashion Radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, and my guest this hour is the host of AXTV's humorous countdown music show, The Top Ten Revealed. And uh, on Halloween, they kicked off 15 new episodes with host Katie Darrell, who joins me by phone. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Now, tell me about Top Ten Revealed. I've always done radio, and you're on AXS TV. AXS TV, yeah. AXS TV is the uh, Top Ten Revealed. It's every Sunday night um, at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. And it's really great because every week it's absolutely different. It starts out with the normal format of, you know, we're counting down songs. It's a top ten list. So one week it might be the top ten murder songs like we did uh, this past week for Halloween. But then we have things like top 10 80s movie soundtracks or top 10 songs about rain or top 10 songs about your car. And we have our viewers um, vote, and we can talk about that later, and that's how we curate the list. But it's not just watching the music videos and hearing the songs on this list. 
we have celebrity and rock star commentary throughout. So you'll be watching the show, and let, let's say we're talking about the murder songs from last weekend, right? So it's, um, you know, Bob Marley and um, Eric Clapton, I Shot the Sheriff, and all of a sudden you'll hear um, Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister or Sebastian Bach um, from Skid Row or Lita Ford or Paul Stanley from Kiss. They'll chime in as to why this song is so epic so fun why it belongs on the list and it's just it's a fast-moving hilarious look at some of the best songs of our time well and i was thrilled to see that coming up this sunday you're doing time songs for my 65th birthday (laughs) 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 that's amazing well you know what's really funny is actually we scheduled this time episode because this coming up weekend is the weekend where we have to change our clocks right Right, so we're always complaining and moaning about that and so we figured well why don't we celebrate time by counting down top 10 songs about time and and of course we're falling back this sunday um so much better than springing forward oh that one hurt uh, yeah a little bit although well yeah i guess i get an extra I get again next yeah, hour get extra for my hour birthday. In the fall. It's the spring where we really get screwed over and we're all groggy and cranky that next day. But then the following Sunday is Saxy mm-hmm. Songs, which of Oh my god. Features, Don't even get me started, Tom. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering why you didn't include the violins cuz you know, we hear about there being too much sax and violins on TV. <laughs> Very nice, but I'm fine. <laughs> um, I well, I can't help it, but but I am wondering now. You play music videos as part of the top ten, and, and or as you're counting down the t- the mm-hmm. ten songs, uh, because I've always done radio. Th- is it limiting at all getting access to videos, or is it just as easy no. as? Oh, oh, Tom, this is what's great is. We have access to so so much more because we are incorporating video. So not only, you know, if we're talking about, okay, so one of the episodes that's coming up, we have this Sunday on Access TV, the top 10 revealed, top 10 time songs. And so, you know, spoiler alert, one of the songs on the list is Share, If I Could Turn Back Time. So what's great is you're not only going to get to see the official music video of Share when she was scantily clad on a military ship dancing around and everything and fishnet stockings and a thong and a leather jacket and sitting on a missile and just, you know, very visually stimulating. Let's just leave it at that. But then we actually get to see some of her live performances of um, If I Could Turn Back Time when she was out on tour and when she, you know, performed it at different award shows. So you get to see different wardrobe changes and just her style, which obviously she's an icon for, um, and just the different ways that this song kind of gets changed in in the live performance. So that's what's really fun as well, is that you, you get, obviously, the quote-unquote radio version, but then you get these alt versions as well. Well, let me let me ask this. Um, well, first, how long is the show? So the show is a half-hour program, but as we all know, it's not really 30 minutes because there are commercial breaks. So it's about 21 minutes. Wow, so you don't get to play the songs in entirety? No, absolutely not. No, but especially because we are in in um, cutting in all that celebrity commentary. So you'll oh, hear a little boom. bit of you know, John, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, D. Snyder will be like, "Holy moly! I need to pick my jaw up off the floor. What is she wearing? Uh, this song is great." And so you get all these 
funny comments um, from the rock stars and the celebrities. Dee wasn't wearing the same thing? <laughs> no, although his hair did look quite similar. Um, no, th- this sounds great, but I I just had it pegged for an hour. But, you know, I'm so old school, it's hard for me to cut off a performance, to cut off a song. <sighs> Well, so, you know, you bring up a really great point, John, because I agree with you. It, it is a very fast-paced show, and that's one of the things that I actually love about it is it's, it's almost like ADD programming, right? Attention deficit programming, because no sooner do you start getting into the groove of a song, and we're like, okay, now we're on to number nine. Okay, we're on to number eight. So the episodes fly by, and that's one of the things I really love about Access TV and the Top Ten Revealed is – during the week that we play a lot of repeats and sometimes on Saturdays we'll do things called like a Saturday stack. Well, they'll play eight episodes back to back. And I tell you as the editor host and producer of this show, I still find myself sometimes flipping on the channel and binge watching my own show that mind you, (laughs) I've watched the edit 13 times. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah, this was a good episode. So it's fun because it is fast paced. And if for some reason, you know, it's a top 10 list, there's a good chance that you won't necessarily agree with all 10 songs. So it creates a really cool conversation in your household. But also, if you don't love a song, it goes so quickly that you don't even have to think about changing the channel. Because trust me, if you don't like number 10, you're going to like number nine. If you don't like number nine, you're going to like number eight. So it's so fast paced that you can kind of be like, okay, I didn't love this song and agree with it, but I got to know what's number six. Oh, man, what's number four? And you stay hooked to the show. Well, you know, sometimes it's just as much fun to see the songs that you don't like, you know, like songs I love to hate, (laughs) you know. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, it it is a very polarizing show. I have to tell you, uh, the episodes air, and I my inbox and my Twitter feed, it's full with people saying, I loved the list, it was great, or people saying, that was wrong. You forgot my favorite song. And I'm like, okay, well, I hope you voted. And that's where it really comes down to is people get angry thinking that I've made this list when it really comes down to the voters. And I guess this is just another reminder, folks, you got to get out there and vote, right? <laughs> well, yeah, Katie, um, let me talk about that a little bit because I hadn't seen the show. I apologize. Um, All good. But frankly, I didn't even know there was an Access TV and so I had to, shame on you. Well, I had to hunt a little bit, and what I found is it's not that hard to find. That um, the website for Access TV has uh, basically a search for you. Type in your zip code and cable company, and then you know you can link up to it and and watch yeah. the programming and see. And they have a great website, and I I wanted to bring that up because. When I when we first set up, you know, that we were going to talk about this, and, and I'm just thrilled about the format of the show because I, I love top ten lists and I love music. But it, um, but I I looked at Access TV and I thought, you know, I'm not, I haven't seen anything. I, you know, I just I was not familiar. Oh yeah, with Access it TV. If you are a music lover, this is the the network for you. I mean. We have so much music content from shows like the Top Ten Revealed to a year in music where they deep dive into a specific year. Like, let's look at 1984 specifically and kind of bring you through that time capsule. Uh, we have, you know, Dan Rather used to be on our network, so we have a lot of his reruns of him sitting down and doing full-on interviews with, like, Melissa Etheridge and 
and you know, uh, you know, the, the members of CCR. Um, and it's just a great network if you like to watch full-form concerts as well. I mean, I say any day of the week you could turn on Access TV and find a great Fleetwood Mac concert or a great Tom Petty concert. Um, so it's, it's really like if you love classic rock, if you love music, Access TV is the place to be, especially since that other music network really doesn't play music anymore. Let's be honest. Hey, I'm old enough to remember when they did. <laughs> I know, right? Totally. I mean, we all remember back in the day. Um, but I, I wanted to bring that up about Access TV because in case there are people listening who would be really interested and would love to see you in, in this show, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure, and, and I want to revisit this before we wrap up at the end, um, on how people can can find it and, and get access to it so sure, that it sure, can become sure. part of their you know, part of their yeah. Well, like you diet. said, the, the website is um, Access TV. So that's A X S dot TV. So Access dot TV. And you're right; it has this really cool thing where you just a search bar where you put in your zip code and it tells you who your local cable provider or satellite provider is and how to find the network. And what, what's also great is there's an app, a free app that you can download. So you can download the app and you can watch episodes that way. We also have episodes up on the website. Now, it's not the, the freshest episode. So, for instance, this we're talking about this coming up Sunday is Top Ten Time Songs. That one you have to actually go and watch on the good old-fashioned television. But you know what? In, in a couple of weeks from now, it'll be on the app. It'll be on the website. So you, you can catch up to uh, past episodes. Well, that was the next thing I was going to ask is 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 it available through cable and um, streaming? So it's yes, yes and no. So the, the very freshy fresh episodes that premiere on Sunday night um, that is on the actual cable or satellite, you know, Directv Dish, you know, right, your your right. cable providers. Um, but you can stream episodes via our app and our website, but those would be, um, you know, like last season. If you didn't get to see last season, if you're new to the Top Ten Revealed, you can stream old episodes, but not the freshy, fresh new ones. you got to actually sit down with the old-fashioned television to do that. Well, yeah, but that's that's great, though, um, because you can go back and, and re-watch mm-hmm. it streaming. Oh, um, yeah, because, you know, we, we've had... Um, you know, we've done about 80 episodes, and so if you are just learning about the Top Ten Reveal on Access TV, now's the time to deep dive and binge and, and start at episode one, because we've done everything from top ten um, guitar intros of a song, top ten songs named <laughs> after a lady, no like you know, Roxanne, <laughs> uh, top ten songs about a color, you know, we all live in a yellow submarine, uh, top ten... Um, Gosh, uh, 70s breakup songs. You name it, we've ranked it. And this season we have, like you said, we have top 10 songs about time, top 10 songs about rain, top 10 debut albums from the year 1982 because we're going to be coming up to the 40th anniversary of that. Uh, Top 10 running songs. And this isn't just something you put on your mixtape to motivate you to run. We're talking, it actually has the word run in it, like running with the devil, right? So we have so many great new episodes coming up with a really cool cast of characters. Uh, everyone from Katie Tunstall and Macy Gray to members of the Backstreet Boys and Boys to Men and InSync. Um, you know, we have just got Carney Wilson of Wilson Phillips, plus a lot of great comedians. So it's music insight and witty commentary is the best way to put it. More with Katie Darrell from Access TV 
straight ahead. From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh, yeah. Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Objection. I object. I object to that, Your Honor. Oh, hi, Mom. What's up? Dana, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just um, Attorney General stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So listen, we just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam. Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, 
Report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Katie Darrell from Access TV, straight ahead. Well, this is so much fun, and I was reading through some of the upcoming episodes, um, you know, bands with Tennessee roots and 90s rap throwbacks and all of these different things that come up, and I was thinking, you know, I, I, I... I'm hearing songs that could be included because my background, I was a professional musician for a number of years and I've done a lot of radio. And in fact, I do a thing in the month of October where every day I feature a different, really horrible recording. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And, yeah, and it's stuff like, great. So like William really Shatner. Think about the list. You hear the topic and all of a sudden you start thinking, ooh, is this going to be on it? Is this going to be on it? Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, of course, I call mine because it's in the month of October. I call it Schlocktober. And, <laughs> uh, and, and it's introduced by um, Elvira. Oh, and, isn't she the best? Oh, yeah. She she's has a wonderful. new book out right now, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she, does. she does. Yep. It's, uh, it's kind of a memoir slash tell-all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, anyway, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and I've done things like this. So when I, when I look at this list, I'm anxious to see how you do it. But, but again, I'm, you know, I, I'm old school. It, it bugs me when you can't play the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes a nice teaser is all it takes, right? Well, that, you that's know, true. It's so funny. When I work with my editors, they do say, they're like, oh man, this, this show's making me go broke because I then have to go and download on iTunes all these new songs because, you know, they want to make the ultimate playlist based on our show. Um, so, yeah, everyone's spending money downloading the, the full track. And and so you, now you do all the the editing and all that. How long does it take you to put well, together no, I'm an not episode? A, <laughs> great question. I'm not the editor. I actually do have editors, but I'm a, the, uh, the executive producer of the show and host. Um you know, it's a long time. The shows, they, they take a while, you know, from start to finish, you know, from, you know, you know, getting people to vote for them and figuring out what are the 10 songs to researching the fun facts on the songs to getting all these celebrities to interview days where we interview them about the songs and then getting into the editing room and getting through five versions of the song and then the polishing and sending it off for audio mixing. Um, it, you know, it, it, television takes time. I, I have to say sometimes I do miss the instant gratification of live radio and live television because um, editing can be uh, grueling sometimes. But, you know, it, the, the product always pays off, and it really is nice to see it all shiny and clean in the belts and whistles. Oh, yeah, it, I, and I get that. And I, I do some pre-recorded specials from time to time, but I, I really enjoy doing you know, doing it live and on the fly. Um, except as we were saying before we started recording, you know, technology's great <laughs> when it works. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's one of the panics by pre producing the shows 
that you don't have to experience and that's you know when something misfires or doesn't happen you know the way it's supposed to <laughs> yeah exactly we'll do it live <laughs> <laughs> so um how did you get started doing this for access tv you know, I've actually been working with Access TV since it was called HDNet, which was the world's first high-definition TV network. Uh, I started actually back in 2001. Mark Cuban, uh, you know, the guy from Shark Tank and the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, oh, he yeah. started the network and created it. Um, and he's still involved in the network, but not as much as he, he used to be, because now we have a new um, mother company called Anthem Sports and Entertainment. Um, but I've been working with the company since 2001, and this is my, you know, fifth or sixth program that I've created and hosted and, and, cre- and put on the air for Access TV. Um, so it just was kind of one of those things where I'd finished doing a different program for the network called The World's Greatest Tribute Bands, and Mark Cuban said, okay, well, what do you want to do next? And I said, well, what about a countdown show? We've never done a ranking countdown show, and people love lists. They love lists. And he said, let's do it. Let's make a pilot. And so we uh, started that a couple of years ago, and so now we are in season four, we're already picked up for season five, which will be next spring of 2022. Um, and that's kind of how, how I got rolling with this one. Oh, that's awesome. And I didn't realize that the cover bands thing was yours. I saw uh, a video tease of that just just recently. Oh, yeah. The World's Great Grace Tribute Band. It's such a fabulous show. So fun. I really miss doing that. Um, how is doing access TV different than the experiences you had at, at CBS or VH1 or MTV? You know, when I was working at MTV, it was um, during the presidential election of 2000 when we did, I think a lot of people remember that MTV was really big on getting the youth out to vote. So they had this rock the vote and choose or lose program. So I was doing that. So it was interesting to actually at the time be working at MTV and not be doing music per se. You know, there I was on the Straight Talk Express touring around the country with Senator McCain, who was, you know, running for president at the time. And so I had some cool opportunities of actually being in New Hampshire uh, when McCain won New Hampshire and flying on his jet to South Carolina as they were getting boots on the ground there. So, um, you know, totally oddly different experience, you know. Um, than what I'm doing right now, which is um, less political, I guess you would say. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't sing like he did on uh, Saturday Night Live, did he? A- exactly. Yeah. No. Not not for me. Not for me. <laughs> probably probably just as well for you, Katie. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Katie, do you have a website of your own? Yeah, I do. You know, you could head out to katiedarrell.com, or if you guys are into social media and want to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, it's simply my name, Katie, K-A-T-I-E, Daryl, D-A-R-Y-L. And you can track me on all social medias, and I definitely, you know, every week I'm promoting the upcoming episode. So if you're ever curious, hey, what's this week's topic, or how can I vote, um, that's the best way to get a hold of me, is just hit up the socials, and you'll see behind-the-scenes photos, you'll see cool promotional videos, you'll see photos of who the guests are that week. Um, I'll put up the poll as to, you know, who, you know, vote, what song is the best rain song. So it's definitely a great way to get a hold of me. And I'm pretty active in responding with people, especially on Twitter. Um, is there is there a link to Access TV from your uh, website? 
Uh, there is not. There is not. But if you do hit me up on, like I said, Twitter or whatnot, I, I can certainly tag you and, and introduce you to uh, the company. Okay. But it's just AXS. TV. I just I just want to met, let as many people know who might not know that it's out there and accessible and and give them a chance to catch up. Um, now you launched fifty new episodes starting on Halloween with the monster songs. No or murder, murder songs. songs. Murder songs. Murder I'm songs. Sorry. Out in the streets, they call it murder. That's a completely different thing altogether. Um, but, uh, and I'm looking at the schedule. It looks like all 15 episodes are already done. Uh, yes, no, we, uh, we've already done all the voting and we've already done all the interviews, but we are still in edit on some of them. Uh, they do air all the way through February. So, you know, we're still editing away, but we're also getting ready for the next season and about to do those, those interviews. So make sure you're voting now if you want your voice to be heard on the list. Yeah, that's what I was wondering is, you know, what the production schedule is like, you know, compared to the easy part for us, which is watching the finished (laughs) 30-minute episodes. Yeah, so I think right now we're in the middle of editing episodes that are going to be airing in December. Um, So that's where we are kind of in the production schedule of that. But then come December, we're going to be filming for the episodes that are going to be airing in the spring while we are still editing the episodes that are going to be airing then in February. So it's a bit of a leapfrog. <laughs> I busy, guess so. Busy, busy, Well, I, I, it's, it sounds like fun, and you are tremendous fun, and I appreciate you spending this time with me so much because obviously you've got shows to make. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you for having me, and I hope everyone gives the show a chance. It's the world's, I'm sorry, not the world's greatest tribute band. Now I'm excited promoting my old stuff. It's the <laughs> Top Ten Revealed on Access TV. It's Sunday nights at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Access is spelled A-X-S, and so our website is AXS.TV. You can find the channel, the information. We're on DISH, we're on satellite, we're on your local cable provider. There are no excuses, my friends. Come check it out. Well, you, you've got a new fan here, Katie. Thank you so much, and keep up the good work. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Stay safe. All right. Bye-bye. Again, that was um, Access TV uh, Top Ten Revealed host, Katie Darrell, considered a humorous countdown music show, 30 minutes at 8 p.m., every Sunday night on Access TV. And Access TV is is pretty easy to find, as as I mentioned earlier. I did a little poking around before I before I talked with uh with Katie. So um I hope you'll check it out. In the meantime I'm gonna take a short break, but we got lots more of the Tom Sumner program. <music> Maybe, but it's 
Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. <laughs> 